You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hi, everyone. Bruce Carlson, My History Can Beat Up Your Politics, wanted to let you know about an exciting event that's taking place. I am going to be on C-SPAN talking about My History Can Beat Up Your Politics Saturday, 9.15 Eastern Time, as part of a special uh, podcast show that C-SPAN has. Very excited to talk about it. I think, you know, the topics will be things that we've talked about before. Uh, I'll answer some listener questions and the like, so tune in. Um, a real quick discussion about inflation and midterm elections. I was looking through some of the numbers from 1918 to 2018. That's 100 years of midterms. That's 26 midterm elections um, because I wanted to figure out, does inflation have anything to do with, um, you know, midterm elections? What's the effect? And there's, um, depending on your side of politics, there is good news and bad news. The first thing to say is that no president's party has gained seats in a midterm election when the inflation rate is higher than 5%. And in, um, now here's, that's tempered by this fact. Most presidents, their party loses seats in midterms. That's just, the most common. So if you're looking at 26 midterms, 23 of them, the president's parties lose seats. So it's difficult as much as inflation seems like a factor, it's difficult to pin that down and isolate it as a factor. Um, in many of these midterms, you have a lot else going on. Here's the thing to note. Voters do not reward presidents, it seems, for low prices, for low inflation, and especially not for deflation. Every time the economy has experienced deflation, such as 1938, such as 1930, such as 1922, voters have punished the party in the White House. There's been huge midterm losses, such as 1994, 2010, 1966, when inflation was under control. 1954, inflation's under control. The party in the White House loses seats. So it doesn't work the other way. Now, there is this to say the three times where presidents have bucked the trends, and they're very rare, 1934, middle of the Great Depression, 2002, right after 9-11, and 1998, in the middle of the Clinton impeachment battle. That's when presidents have bucked the trend and their party has actually gained seats in the House. Inflation was low in each of those three times. There's a lot of talk about the cost of living and prices and... You know, as I see the history, I have trouble isolating that as a factor that voters, you would think that they would care about it a lot. But to me, the the other factor, is there going to be a recession? Will people be in recession by the time you get to October? Seems to be the larger factor. From the NBC News Election Center in New York, Decision 78, reported by John Chancellor. David Brinkley, Tom Brokaw, and Jessica Savage. Here is John Chancellor. Good evening and welcome to NBC's coverage of the 1978 elections in which... The you know, one election to look at is 1978. And that is where we kind of talked about it on the podcast. It was at on election night, the Carter White House is getting very upset 
that there's going to be a big loss. NBC's gifted team of political analysts has some projected winners even at this hour. And our first is Governor James Thompson of Illinois. NBC News projects Governor Thompson to be re-elected in his contest against the Democrat Michael Bacallus in Illinois, and that will help Jim Thompson's presidential feelings, if he has any, for next year. We are also projecting in the state of Alabama, Forrest James as the winner there. Um, an easy run for James to replace Governor George Wallace, who is retiring. Fob James, our projected winner. They only lose... 15 seats in the House, and they even out in the Senate. So as many seats as they lost in the Senate, and some Carter administration friends were lost, there were also gains for the party. While the news election service is catching up here at the Senate so fast, we're having trouble keeping them in order, but let's take a look at some of the races that we'd like to share them with you. In Tennessee, checking the race in Tennessee, where Howard Baker is easily won over his opponent, Jane Eskin, newcomer to politics. In New Jersey, with 8% of the precincts reporting, Bill Bradley... 53% of the vote over his opponent, Jeffrey Bell. And by the end of the evening, we project in that race that Bill Bradley will win this election. In Minnesota, an upset there. Not an upset exactly because it was, it was kind of a toss-up as to which candidate was going to win, but it was hoped by the Democratic Farmer Labor Party out there that Hubert Humphrey's seat, the one that was filled by his wife, Muriel, would be kept in the Democratic Party. Our projections show that it will not be kept in the... In that race there in Kansas, Representative... Bill Roy lost, are we projecting he is losing to Nancy Landon Kassebaum, Alf Landon's daughter. She will be the first woman in the Senate, popularly elected. Margaret Chase Smith filled out her husband's seat in the House first and then was elected to the Senate. Nancy Landon Kassebaum, we project, will be the winner in Kansas. That occurs with uh, over nearly 9% inflation. So that's kind of the one example we have of inflation not mattering much. Now, a 15-seat loss, however, in the current situation would hand the House over from Democrat to Republican. So Biden really and his party really don't have much margin here. So even a kind of so what midterm or a midterm about nothing like 1990 or 1978 hands the House over with all those political consequences that will come. And we don't know about the Senate. Senate's harder to predict. So a little bit about inflation and midterms. I want to thank you for listening. Robert C-SPAN, Saturday morning, 9.15 Eastern Time. Thanks for your support.